Hey guys, welcome to episode 54 of the Fitness Insider Podcast. Have you ever wondered whether a juice or a smoothie was better for you? Same. Episode 54 is all about juice and smoothies and which one reigns supreme. Now, I'm not talking about the orange juice that you get in the carton at the grocery store. I'm talking about like the juice that you get at a juice bar or Whole Foods or wherever you are. So I sit down in this episode with holistic nutritionist Megan Lyons, and she walks us through this topic. And she's been on the podcast before, episode 36, if you haven't heard it before. Make sure you listen to that one next. She's extremely knowledgeable about the ins and outs of nutrition and what smoothies and juices are doing for our health, the good and the not so great. So be sure to tune in, listen to the whole thing to find out which one we both prefer. In this episode, we talk about pros and cons of juice and why benefits and downfalls of smoothies, the ideal formula for a smoothie and a juice, and of course, which one wins. All right, let's dive right in. Welcome back, Megan. I'm so happy to have you back on the Fitness Insider Podcast. Thanks so much for being on here today. I am so excited to be back. It was such a fun time the first time. I know we'll top it this time. (laughs) Yes. So if you haven't listened yet, she was on episode 36 and we talked about all things blood sugar levels, which I'm sure will be a part of this conversation as well. Yes. So do you want to just refresh everyone's memory, give us a little background on who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm Megan Lyons. I own the Lion Share Wellness here in Dallas. And I like to say I do everything related to health as much as I can get my hands on. I do a lot of one-to-one nutrition consulting. I do corporate wellness and speaking. I have my own podcast, Wellness Your Way. I run a health accelerator. Just uh, try to keep it interesting and try to always find new ways to serve more people and get myself interested and, and keep myself learning about health and fitness and wellness. I love that. And you do, Megan, if you don't follow her on Instagram, definitely follow her because she has lots of good content on there and just resources and listen to her podcast too. Um, We'll link all of that in the show notes um, if you haven't checked those out yet. But we were just talking about how January is a crazy month, Yes, (laughs) especially just in the health and wellness world and for everybody. And just like where we are with the pandemic, it's been insane. So I think immune systems are on everybody's minds, which is great. We just need to like, you know, have that be for all year round. Yes. (laughs) So tis the season for lots of crazy fad diets and people Mm -hmm. juicing and going on detoxes and going to the gym, you know, Mm -hmm. like you hear all those like radio commercials about like juicing and stuff and like all the, like everyone's trying to lose weight and do all that stuff. So This episode is centered around juicing or juice versus smoothies and which one is better for us, which I think will be really interesting. So when I'm talking, when I say juice, I don't mean like the orange juice, you know, out of the container at the store. Right. Um, But like I'm talking about like you go to a juice bar or you juice at home with fruits and vegetables. Um, So let's start with juice. Okay. (laughs) Can you walk us through the pros and cons of like, say, drinking a green juice? Yes. So even though you say we're not talking about orange juice out of a carton, and then you say we are talking about green juice, I still want to make a little distinction there 
because there are cartons, for example, like the Odwalla or the naked juices that are in Starbucks and things like that, that look green. And there's one even called the green machine. I think it has something like 50 or 60 grams of sugar. So when I'm talking about the benefits of juices here, I'm talking about primarily vegetable juices. Um, If there's a little bit of fruit in there, I think that's okay. And we'll talk about kind of how much and all of that. But I am mostly, when it comes to the benefits, talking about what you said, either juicing at home or getting it from a juice bar, not something that's prepackaged, even if it looks green. (laughs) Uh, And so that said, the benefits would be certainly the nutrient content. I think of when we eat our vegetables – or fruits, the benefits are nutrients, fiber, and water. And when we juice it, we get all those nutrients, all the vitamins, the minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals, all that stuff, we're getting that. And we need that for our immune system, for our long-term health, for our energy. Like Americans need more of that. Mm -hmm. So we get it in the juice, which is awesome. And we also get the water, which is awesome. We don't get the fiber. So anyone who's ever juiced, like I have too, and I don't uh, use my juicer all that often because it's such a pain. Yeah. You use it and there's like a whole chunk of pulp that's left over. And I've tried to like make the pulp crackers or reuse it or whatever, and it's just not that tasty. Yeah. But that is the fiber, which is also really beneficial. So I realize I'm talking a lot. I'm going to pause and see what you think so far. No, no, no. I, I love this. So I have lots of things popped up in my head. One one of the things is you mentioned phytochemicals, and it's something that we all need. Can you explain what those are? Sure. So a phytochemical is a plant chemical. Chemical sounds bad. Like I even say sometimes, oh, we don't want to eat chemical-based food. But truly, water is a chemical. There are lots of chemicals that are naturally occurring. And so a phytochemical is just one that comes directly from a plant. And these could include some of the things I said, like vitamins or minerals or other compounds that are actually good for us that come from plants. Right. And then when you mentioned the naked juice and the um, green machine, well, I did a whole series on my Instagram stories about this because instead of drinking the glucose um, drink they give you for pregnancy to to do the gestational diabetes test, I got it cleared to drink a naked juice instead because I was like, it's easily 50 grams of sugar. That's, yes. That was like the caveat or the like thing that we had to have for the test and but it just didn't have all the like dyes and stuff in it. Yeah. It's insane. It was still disgusting. Like I felt horrible. Oh. <laughs> like well, you have to I wait an hour. Say, yeah. I would say bravo to you because it's certainly like the better of two evils if you're comparing <laughs> that nasty drink that they give so poor gross. pregnant women versus the naked juice. I'd much rather you have the naked juice. Like you said, there's no dyes and you're still getting the nutrients. But on a daily basis for not Oof. for someone who's not undergoing that test, that mm-hmm. is just a blood sugar roller coaster waiting to happen. I mean, it was a science experiment because like you had to you have to drink the drink and then you wait an hour to get your blood drawn to see yeah. the blood sugar levels. And after the hour, my doctor came by and she's like, Are you feeling okay? And I was like, 
No, I felt uh, horrible. I had a handful of almonds like ready to go for right after oh, I good. like had the blood draw. If I hadn't had that, I would have died. Like it was so yeah. bad. So it was like a huge lesson in like, you know, th- what we've talked about before, the blood sugar levels. It's these juices are not, it's that the greenwashing term yes. where they try to make you think that it's something healthy and it's just not at all. <laughs> Absolutely true. And Natalie's so smart. Obviously, you know so much about this, but for everyone who doesn't know, like, why did she eat almonds? Protein, fat, and fiber are the three things that will slow down a blood sugar roller coaster or make a blood sugar spike into more of a hill. And almonds are a really good source of fat primarily. They have a little protein and a little fiber, but mostly fat. So that's going to slow down that roller coaster and try to get you stabilized after that, which is really smart. And one more time, the distinction between the naked juice and the juice that you might do at home, the naked juice, I think the first ingredient is mango puree. You could check me if you know, Mm, but that's like a fruit. It's coming from a fruit. But when they say puree in the ingredient list, that's a fancy word for we've taken out the sugar and isolated the sugar. Like we're putting the sugar in and it still comes from a mango. It's still mango-based sugar, but they're concentrating that and they're removing the water and the things that would normally make it slightly less sweet. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you were to have a juice, like how how should we do this in a, like what's the best juice order <laughs> if you yeah. go to a juice bar? <laughs> so it totally depends on your taste. The best juice order is going to be all vegetables. And I will include lemons or limes. They're technically fruit. I know that, but they're like almost zero sugar. So I'm not worried about that. But if you can do, if you can uh, get down like a cucumber, celery, kale, uh, any kind of herbs are wonderful. If you want to put cilantro, parsley, uh, anything like that in there, and then maybe a little bit of lemon and ginger, that's going to be the best. And so when I need a nutrient boost and the only thing available is a juice or I want to make myself a juice, that's what I'll do. But I admit that my taste buds are like a little bit more vegetable centric than most people's. So if if you're just starting out, I'll say to people, add one fruit, but make it at the end of the list. If you're making it yourself, then you can put it in in any order. It doesn't matter, like one apple. But if you're ordering it from a restaurant, the fruit should be closer to the end of the ingredient list because that means less, there is less of that. So if there's like celery, comma, cucumber, comma, apple, comma, lemon, there's less apple than there is celery, which is a good thing. And then what if your taste buds are not shaped like yours because you've yeah. had years of vegetable eating and loving? So someone's like, oh, I can't do it. I need something. I need to start with something sweeter. What would you, would you say, like, pair it with something else or or what, you know, yeah. what's the happy medium there? So the truth is, if you need something sweeter to get that in, I would tell you do a smoothie, not a juice. I really mm-hmm. don't think – and I know we're going to get into smoothies in a second, but I don't think – the fruit juice with pineapple and pear and papaya and mango, and then it happens to have a few spinach leaves, I don't think that's worth it for almost anyone. Unless maybe you're about to like 
go for a hundred mile bike ride or something like that. That's a different story. But if we're just looking for a healthy snack, the super fruity juices, even if they have a little green in there, I would just choose something. I would choose a piece of fruit for sure over that because it has mm-hmm. the fiber content with it. Yeah, totally agree. So what do you think about those juice cleanses and you know all those popular like pick up yeah. your eight juices for the day or whatever? Yeah. So I, for years, recommended against them because rationally I knew that this was just a blood sugar roller coaster. And yes, people lost weight like three, four, five pounds in in three, four, five days, but I knew that weight would come right back on. And then a couple years ago, I was like, okay, Megan, you are backed by the science, but you've never tried it yourself, so you've got to do this. And so I tried it, and just as expected, I felt awful. It was so bad. <laughs> I did not enjoy it at all. I know some people say they feel great, so I guess props to you. But I just know that the benefit of um, uh, not eating is – not as great or the benefit, let's say, of getting in those nutrients is not long lasting, is not Mm -hmm. going to be anything that you're going to preserve that weight loss. It'll all come right back on. The only exception would be if you truly have a digestive concern, if you are feeling super bloated, maybe you have been diagnosed with something not like SIBO because the juice cleanse isn't going to help, some kind of digestive discomfort and you just need to give your digestive system a rest, that might be the only reason I would permit one of my clients to do a juice cleanse. But in terms of weight loss or detox or any of this stuff, our body does that really well on its own. And having the influx of sugar constantly throughout the day is not helping. Speaking of smoothies, one of my favorite pieces of my smoothie is the blender bomb that I throw into my blender with my frozen fruit and my protein powder and my spinach or whatever I'm making that day. Blender bombs are seriously the most convenient, nutrient-dense superfood balls that you just throw into your blender with your favorite smoothie ingredients. And the best part is they taste so good. They have all kinds of flavors. I love the original and the peanut butter chocolate and then also the mint chocolate. They're so delicious and they're packed with things like chia seeds, walnuts, pecans, hemp seeds, dates, honey, things that like, you know, are jam packed with superfoods like omegas, but you can just throw it into the blender and not have to open up a million different packages. I'm also obsessed with their bars, my favorite are the peanut butter cookie dough bars. My husband loves them too. They're date-based. They're low in sugar and they have some really great nutrients just like the bombs do, but they're like the best texture with chocolate chips and little bits of sea salt. Seriously, so good. You have to try them. If you want to get a nice little 20% off your next order, use my code fitnessinsider at blenderbombs.com. Again, it's fitnessinsider for 20% off your next order, and you can see this in the show notes as well. Yeah, totally agree. And the, what you said that our bodies detox themselves daily really well on their own is key. And yeah. it's like we every day we can be doing the, making these lifestyle choices, just small things yes. that will add up and will be much better than a juice cleanse that made you 
a starving, hangry person that just gained all this weight afterwards. Absolutely. Yes. Your kidneys, your liver, our kidneys, our liver, our skin, these are all major detox organs. Every time we're going to the bathroom, we're detoxing. Every time Mm -hmm. we're sweating, we're detoxing. Every time we breathe, we detox. It's crazy. So we don't need a detox. Well, we do need a detox, but it's happening constantly. We don't need a juice cleanse in order to detox. Yeah. And you know that I have to bring this up because we're talking about juicing and how messy it is and how annoying it is to do it at home. Juice Plus is uh-huh. something that we both love. Yes. And it's basically like they take all the fruits and vegetables and juice them at peak ripeness. Yes. And they they dry it at a low temperature to keep it all intact, all the nutrients. Yeah. And then you just take it as a capsule or a gummy. And it's like, we do this every day. I've been taking it for 15 years. Yeah. Like it's, that's a, a great way to, to get juice, but like with the, just, you know, the good stuff. Yes. I like you, I haven't taken juice plus for 15 years, so you're beating me there, but I've <laughs> taken it maybe for like seven years or something like that. So definitely I'm a big proponent of that. And just like you, I don't think that any of these things replaces actually eating vegetables and fruits as well. So it's a really great way to bridge the gap. And if I'm traveling or I know I'm not going to get enough veggies, like I'll double up and all that stuff. So it's wonderful. And we still need to eat them. And I feel the same way. Like I love Organifi as well, which is a powdered green Mm -hmm. juice. That's great. And it's not enough. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It does just, it bridges the gap. But I I think it also, when I started taking it, it started like programming my taste buds to crave all the produce in the produce section, like all the greens. I mean, I've always kind of naturally loved fruits and vegetables. So I was like yes. a weird kid, but, <laughs> but taking juice plus, it like helped me to want that stuff. And it's true of when you start eating these things, your body starts to crave the good stuff. Absolutely so. true. Yes. So should we move on to smoothies? Sure. (laughs) Okay. So what are the benefits and downfalls of smoothies? Um, You know, if we're making these at home, what's a good formula? Because I have, I share my smoothies all the time because I'm obsessed with smoothies. Yeah. And people ask me for my recipe, which is hilarious because I don't have recipes. I just throw stuff in the blender. But I'd love to hear from you, like, what you think is good and bad about smoothies. Absolutely. So the good, just like the juicing, I'll talk about the three benefits of eating our vegetables and fruits, nutrients, fiber, and water. And in juicing, we talked about we get the nutrients and water, but not the fiber. Well, in smoothies, everything goes in there. You don't have the pulp left over. You're eating or drinking that pulp. So we're getting all three benefits, which is awesome. Now, some people will say the blender action actually does break down the fiber into shorter chains, which is technically slightly true, but I'm not worried about it. I consider that we're at least getting uh, some of the benefits, certainly more of the benefits of fiber from a smoothie than we do from a juice. So if you put in, let's say, those same things I said, celery, cucumber, and an apple, If you just put those into a blender or a juicer and you drank them at different times, the blood sugar spike from the blender, the smoothie, would be a lot less because of the fiber in there. So your body knows what to do with this stuff if it's all together. If you're consuming the whole plant, your body knows what to do with it really, really well. 
So that's one benefit. You get all the nutrients, fiber, and water. Another benefit is it can be a really tasty way to get in some healthy fats, some protein, some extra fiber, a lot of other nutrients as well for people who are like, ooh, I just will not eat. Like I love a breakfast hash in the morning with veggies and stuff like that. People say, I won't do that. But I'll say, will you drink a smoothie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's an approachable way to get in all these healthy things that we honestly need during the day. And so that kind of leads to your second question, which is what's the best formula? I have what I call the magic smoothie formula, and I can uh, link you to the graphic that we can put in there if people are visual. But basically, it's veggies. We start out with at least a fistful of veggies, but I really would love to do more. So I love cauliflower, right? Frozen cauliflower in a smoothie is awesome. It's super creamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, cucumbers, kale, spinach, celery, pumpkin is great. There are so many vegetables that go in there, but that is how we start with at least one fistful. Then the protein. So protein could be Greek yogurt if you do dairy. It could be tofu. I know that sounds weird, but sprouted tofu in a smoothie actually works out really well. It could be a cleaner pro- clean protein powder without sugar, without a bunch of junky ingredients, things like that. It could be I'll take chia seeds as a source of protein. They're kind of a blend of protein, fat, and fiber, but that's great. It could be whatever you want for protein in there. We need a source of that though. Then we need a healthy fat, which is avocado or peanut butter or walnuts or flax seeds or uh, some of my clients put olive oil in a smoothie. I don't do that, but there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Whatever you want for a healthy fat. And then everything else in my mind is optional. So we start with that veggie, protein, and fat. And then if you want, we add fruit. I like to say uh, the fruit should never be more than the veggies. So ideally like half cup, a cup, something like that of fruit is a good place to start. And if you want to add uh, cinnamon or herbs or anything else to superfoods like powders, any of that, that's great. But sometimes that can be overwhelming. So if people just think of veggie, protein, and fat, that's a great place to start. Yeah, that's a a really good formula. Uh, Sometimes I tend to put too much frozen fruit in there, get a little crazy with it. But (laughs) so that's a good reminder. Um, Are there any protein powders that you like? Because I know you mentioned without all the junk and there's a lot of protein powders out there. There are so many. I feel honestly like it's it's different for each person. The benefits of whey protein powder, it, when you look at the research, are really high. Now, for me and for I would argue 75% of people who are lactose intolerant or have a dairy intolerance, lactose is not whey. I understand that. But they're often connected. I think that's super bloating. I do not recommend whey protein, even though the research says it's really great and bioavailable because it causes inflammation in most people. Mm -hmm. So I would generally go towards a plant-based protein. It's great if we can combine something like pea protein, hemp protein, chia, flax, all of the different plants have different uh, amino acid profiles. So we're getting a more complete one if we combine those. Some people do well with egg white protein. Um, There's even a beef protein, which I know sounds super weird, but 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not taste like beef. It's called Active Stacks that I like. I, I honestly think there are a lot of good brands out there. What I encourage people to do is look at the ingredient list and see that there's not artificial sweeteners like sucralose, acesulfame, potassium, things like that. No colors like red, 40, yellow, 5, blue, 2, any number in a color or color in a number. Um, and, and no kind of like junky ingredients. You want to be able to recognize almost everything, if not everything, on the ingredient list. And then last thing is make sure it's actually a protein powder. Some of those powders out there, you look and there's like two grams of protein or something. That's not enough. I'm really going for like 20 grams of protein if we're using that as a protein source. Yeah. I think that that trips people up too and all the powders and stuff that you said. Like I've been using blender bombs for a while and that's kind of fun just to add some flavor, but it's like packed with different seeds and nuts and things just to throw it in the blender. So there are definitely a lot of cool brands out there that make smoothie making at home fun and easy and nutrient dense, which is what you want when you're making a smoothie, especially if it's going to be a, a meal replacement, right? Exactly. Yes. Don't don't think, oh, I put spinach in there and water or spinach and coconut water So, and it's really big so I have a meal. No, absolutely not. We still want to fuel our body with all the micronutrients, those vegetables and fruits and, and minerals and uh, superfoods and all the macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbohydrates. If it's going to be a meal, it needs to include all of that stuff. Yeah. And are you still, when you do your meal prep, do you prep smoothies usually like in bags? Can you explain how you do that? Totally. I use stasher bags, which are like reusable Ziploc bags kind of. And I put everything in there except the liquid and the ice. So I'll put the protein powder. Usually my favorite recipe is half a frozen pear. I just love that. It tastes delicious to me. A bunch of frozen cauliflower, a bunch of frozen spinach, One scoop of my most traditional for this recipe is the Vega protein and greens. Um, Then I'll do a tablespoon of chia, a tablespoon of flax, a big shake of cinnamon, a little pinch of sea salt, and I'll put all of that stuff together in the bag. And then when I'm ready to make it, I just take out my blender, dump the bag in, I add some liquid. I use unsweetened flax milk, but you can really use whatever kind of liquid you want as long as it doesn't have a ton of sugar. I also like to add a little ice just to make it even frothier, and then you go. And for me, that's so much easier. I'll make like five or six bags at a time, and then I only have to take out all that stuff one time instead of like taking out the protein, taking out the chia seeds. It's kind of a pain if you do it like that every time. (laughs) I know, and I have like a little tray by my blender with all the superfoods and stuff, all the seeds there. And I have a special grinder for flax seeds because I would like grind it like Love fresh that. for the smoothie. That's <laughs> and, and then awesome. I have my like MCT oil that I put in there. But it's like so it starts to really add up, especially yeah. if you – I mean, I work from home and I have the time to do it, which is nice. Um, and that's just like my husband and I have a smoothie every morning. Um, so it's it's very helpful to have a little area for all that stuff and makes you kind of want to use it. <laughs> I love that. And and the reason Natalie's grinding the or milling the flax seeds is that we don't 
readily absorb the whole flax seeds. They kind of just pass straight through us. And if you keep milled flax seeds for too long, they can oxidize and you lose the benefits there. So I don't actually mill my flax seeds fresh. I buy as small of an amount as possible and keep it in the freezer. That's but smart. that's less good than what you're doing, which is milling <laughs> it's them a fresh. Lot of work, so though. bravo. That's awesome. <laughs> so when you dump the – because I've done the stasher bag like prep as well – Sometimes like if I put the protein powder in the seeds in there, it gets like stuck. Do you have yeah. it? Like do you sometimes have to have to add the liquid to the bag and shake it around or how yeah. do you? So, okay. so I – this goes into another topic that I wanted to raise <laughs> about the size of your smoothie. I think this is personal preference, but I like a really big smoothie. So I like to kind of be sipping it for a while. I like it to really make me feel full. So I will fill – probably like two-thirds of a huge Vitamix with smoothie, and that's my meal if it's going to be a meal. So to that note, I'll dump the bag in there, and then like you said, there's like protein powder residue in there. I'll just put water in there, swish it around, dump the bag in there. On top of the flax milk, I'm just adding like tons of volume in there. And this is personal preference, but – The reason I raise it is because some of my clients will make a big smoothie and then they'll be like, I drank a cup of smoothie. Well, if you put as much water and stuff in there as I'm putting, you're probably getting, I don't know, one-eighth of the smoothie or one-sixth of the smoothie in a cup. And that just means you're not getting enough protein and healthy fat and nutrients and all of that. So the size or the volume of what you drink is a lot less important as the nutrients that you put in. We want to consume all of that. So if you don't want a big smoothie, just less liquid, less ice, all of that, but still all the good stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't really thought about that because sometimes this the volume of my smoothies really vary. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, like that's depending. okay. As long as yeah. you're okay with it and as long as you're getting in the nutrients, the volume is the least important thing aside from yeah. preference. Right. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up about, especially a smoothie with things like you mentioned, spinach and cucumber and cauliflower, is that I was listening to a podcast, I think it was on Mind Body Greens podcast, and it was about hydration and just how to like get how to actually hydrate with like the right water and all this stuff. Like it really dove deep into hydration and how you need some of those minerals to really actually absorb it and you know but one of the things that they said is the most hydrating thing you can drink is a green smoothie so i I mean it's just a good reminder for people like not only are you getting all these nutrients but you're also hydrating (laughs) through this produce that you're putting in there exactly fruit is super hydrating that's why in the summer we tend to crave fruit more we tend as a human race we tend to perspire more in the summer lose more water and then we crave more fruit because we need more sugar when we're active and because we're losing water and all those veggies that you mentioned are super new or water dense I think the number might be slightly off, but I think celery and cucumbers are like 95% water or something like that. It's really, really high. And then the last thing on hydration is that's why I add a pinch of sea salt because Mm. I do drink a lot of water. I have the opposite problem (laughs) as most people um, where I love drinking water all day. And if, if you don't get appropriate electrolytes, which we can get from salt and from you know, electrolyte powders and stuff like that, then sometimes the water just goes straight through you without being absorbed. 
Yeah, that's so true. And what you said about the summertime, us like craving fruit, isn't it interesting that what's in season in the summertime yes, is fruit? <laughs> it is. Seasonal produce is so uh, there is so much meaning and value in learning what's seasonal. And I will fully admit that I don't follow it exactly. There are things that I buy year round pretty much like onions and I love cauliflower. So I'm buying that year round and, and that is not optimal. But the more we can lean towards more fruit in the summer, more starchy vegetables in the fall and winter, more cooling things like dandelion greens and all of the spring produce in the spring, there is a lot of science and a lot of rationale behind why our bodies need that stuff at the right time. Yeah. And that is for the next podcast episode. Yes, we'll do it. <laughs> a great topic. We'll do I it. I love it. So obviously I gave way more time to smoothies, so I clearly have a preference. But if you had to reach for one each day or several days a week, which one would you be reaching for? Like which one is better? For your health. hundred percent a smoothie. I always think because of the main two reasons, one, you're getting the fiber intact and two, you can add that protein and healthy fat. I think that's the clear winner. Yep. I 100% agree, obviously. But yeah, awesome. you're right. You can take juice, like you can juice and then put it in your smoothie. You can have Exactly. Both. Yes. And, and I will caveat because some people hear me say that and say, oh my gosh, juice is bad. Well, if you're mm -hmm. driving down the street and you're going to either buy a candy bar or buy a green juice, definitely buy a green juice. But if you have the choice or you're making it a daily habit, the smoothie is going to do you so much more benefit than the juice. Yeah, because like sometimes it is fun, especially when I'm traveling, we'll stop by a juice bar and it's like a fun little treat Yeah, um, that has some nutrient like benefits. Yeah. But yeah, for the everyday thing, everyday routine, I think smoothies are super easy. You just have to get in the habit of doing it before work or prepping it for the week like you do. Yeah. Um, so we will definitely include that um, graphic that you said for the formula for smoothies in the show Absolutely. notes for people. But is there anything else you want to add about juicing or smoothies? Only one more thing, which is if you feel not full from a smoothie, there are two things you can do. Number one, some research would say that we need to chew our food. And so there are some people out there who suggest actually chewing the smoothie, even though it's liquid. I find that kind of awkward. But what I like to do <laughs> is sprinkle something on the top that's chewable. So I really love cacao nibs because chocolate's like my favorite food. Cacao nibs are unsweetened chocolate or unsweetened coconut flakes can be really good. But if you take those first couple bites and you actually have to chew, then you're secreting the appropriate digestive enzymes and your body's getting the message that you're consuming nutrients. So that can help. And the other thing is you might need to add more healthy fat to make sure that you're feeling full, more chia seeds or nut butter or avocado or coconut or whatever you're doing. Those two things help people out. Yeah, those are good tips. So what if you made your smoothie into a bowl Yes, and put some seeds and maybe some granola on top? That would maybe Love help it. out. Absolutely. Yes. I like, I mean, I think it feels fancier in a bowl. I don't always do it because it's less, like it takes more time, honestly, yeah. uh, to eat it, not to make it, but to eat it. But when I do that, it feels really fun, almost like I'm on a tropical vacation or something. <laughs> so two thumbs up for that. 
I love my smoothie bowls. I've I've followed a lot of people on Instagram to see how to like, you know, you use very little liquid. Uh-huh. And the pro tip is to put your bowl in the freezer before you serve it in the bowl so it stays oh, cold. Oh, so, there you go. So, see, I didn't even know that one. Pro tip. I love my smoothie bowls. So Anyway, well, thank you so much, Megan. This was this was really fun. Obviously, we could go on and on and talk about all this stuff forever. Yes. But I really appreciate your time and all the information. I know people are going to love this, especially towards the beginning of the year because everyone, you know, there's so many mixed messages and it's just yes. nice to get some information on making those decisions. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure to be here. Before you go, there is a company that you need to know about, especially if you're in the Dallas area. It's Highland Park Housekeeping. They are the best house cleaners in the area. I just had my first experience with a deep clean with them. And seriously, everything is so immaculate. I I don't know how they got everything to shine, including the inside of our oven, our little toaster oven, all the bath products on our little bath caddy, all the tiling in the bathrooms, they get up on the ladders, get all the dust absolutely everywhere, take the things off the shelves. Like things are looking good in our house right now. We opted for a deep clean, which you can do and they recommend for your first clean. But if you've never seen them driving around town in their cute little mint colored vans, now you know what they do. And the best part is that they use mostly non-toxic products, including Branch Basics, which you guys know is my absolute favorite. So that makes me feel great that we're not like inhaling all these crazy bleach and toxic products in our household, especially with a little one on the way. But they are super thorough. They come with a team of two people. And guess what? You can get a discount off of your cleaning if you use my code NATALIE15. And you can book it at highlandparkhousekeeping.com. I will have all this information in the show notes. But if you use my code, it also helps me keep my house clean too. So if you're needing a little house cleanup, little spring cleaning time, don't hesitate. Just book them right now. Seriously, they're the best. Thank you so much for listening to the Fitness Insider Podcast. I seriously love hearing from you guys. If you loved the episode, if you learned something new, don't be shy. Send me a DM on Instagram. It's the Fitness Insider Podcast. I love seeing reposts and also getting your requests for guests. I will try my hardest to get those guests on that you want to hear from. Um, Is anybody else craving like a smoothie or a juice right now? Because I could seriously go for one right now. I hope you guys learned something. And as always, be sure to hit subscribe if you haven't yet. You'll see new episodes come in every other Wednesday. And if you have a minute and you haven't done this yet, please head to Apple Podcasts if you're not there yet and rate and review this podcast, share it with a friend. This gets more eyes on my podcast, which makes me really happy and keeps me going because this is a labor of love. So I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.